Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. In three, two, one. Seven things you probably didn't know we need to know. I'm Jamie Easton. This is the Good morning, everybody. It's Friday the 20th of May, and it's World Bee Day. And a big happy birthday to Cher, Buster Rhymes, Peter Check, and Louis Theroux. As suddenly as it began, the Met Police investigation into Partygate ended on Thursday. Acting Deputy Commissioner of the Met Police, Helen Ball, says it was a serious matter and that those involved ought to have known what they were doing was a breach. We knew that we needed to see strong evidence if we were going to issue a fixed penalty notice and we have seen that in 126 cases. Prime Minister Boris Johnson, his wife Carrie and Chancellor Rishi Sunak all appear to have had just one penalty notice around the now infamous birthday cake celebration, even though the Prime Minister attended up to six of the events investigated. The Met Police's Helen Ball says the investigation was both thorough and impartial. I think a number of people, members of the public, have been both surprised and concerned what they have heard, and I'm sure they will be surprised and concerned about the outcome of our investigation. The conclusion of the Met Police investigation will now mean that the Sue Gray report can be published next week, but Labour leader Sakir Starmer, who's still awaiting the outcome of the Durham Police investigation into Beergate, says he's not surprised at all by the results of the Met's work. My view of the Prime Minister hasn't changed, of course, after an investigation that shows 100 120 plus breaches of the law in Downing Street. Of course he should resign. He's responsible for the culture. Following calls for action on the impending food crisis from the UN and the US, Russia said it would only lift the blockade of Ukraine's Odessa port if sanctions on Russia were lifted in return. Meanwhile, more Ukrainian troops exited the Mariupol steel plant, bringing the total to almost 2,000. It appears those who are not badly wounded are being taken to a Russian prison camp, but it remains unclear how many fighters still remain. And as the trial of the first Russian soldier accused of a war crime continued in Kyiv, the tank commander Vadim Shishimarin asked the widow of the man he shot for forgiveness. Vladimir Zelensky spoke to Boris Johnson on Thursday about additional aid, even as the G7 voted a further $14 billion in loans and support as the country risks running out of cash as its current deficit is $5 billion a month. The president also had time to mock the latest Russian wonder weapon, a new laser system designed to shoot down drones. This shows that they are afraid to admit that catastrophic mistakes have been made at the highest state and military levels in Russia. Somebody else who's been on the phone apparently was George W. Bush, who spilled the beans on his call. Ukrainian people elected Vladimir Zelensky, with whom I Zoomed the other day, by the way. Cool little guy. (laughs) The Churchill of the 21st century. He also made the mother of all Freud and slips when speaking about Russia's Vladimir Putin. The decision of one man to launch a wholly unjustified and brutal invasion of Iraq. I mean, of Ukraine. <laughs> Iraq, too. Anyway. Uh- 
The US was busy too, with the Senate finally voting through a new $40 billion aid package for Ukraine, which will now go to Joe Biden for approval. Biden also hosted the Swedish and Finnish prime ministers at the White House as he backed their bids to enter NATO. Finland and Sweden make NATO stronger, not just because of their capacity, but their strong, strong democracies. His full-throated support comes after Turkish President Erdogan has been suggesting he'll try to block the new additions. But Joe sounded like he'd made up his mind at least. They meet every NATO requirement and then some. And having two new NATO members in the high north will enhance the security of our alliance and deepen our security cooperation across the board. Thursday saw the final day in court of the Wagatha Christie libel trial. Barristers from both sides presented their summaries and closing arguments for the court case that's fascinated the nation. Colleen and Wayne Rooney weren't in court, and at one point, as Colleen's barrister was summing up, neither was Rebecca Vardy. Channel 4's Minnie Stevenson explains. There was a moment when Colleen Rooney's barrister was giving his final word on the case, and Rebecca Vardy walks out with her laptop. Now, we don't know whether she wants something she was upset or because she needed to get a flat white. It's unclear why, but you could read into that. Perhaps she just had had enough. The judges reserved a judgment which will come at some point during the summer. Still to come on the Smart 7, huge drama for Everton in the Premier League and Tom Cruise finally gets Top Gun in the air. Right after this. Welcome back. There were three games in the Premier League last night as the end of the season approaches. Everton had a must-win game against Crystal Palace and Burnley faced Aston Villa, also needing a win. Chelsea took on Leicester and secured the point they needed with a one-all draw. Burnley managed to grab a draw at Aston Villa, giving themselves a much-needed point and pulling out of the relegation zone. But it was a night of serious drama at Goodison Park as Everton finished the first half 2-0 down, but somehow managed a 3-2 win, which guarantees they stay in the Premier League, much to the delight of manager Frank Lampard. The spirit of the club was immense, so I'm overwhelmed and I've got so much thanks for people because there's a lot of people who work so hard for that to get over the line today, namely the players, the board, the fans, my staff, huge night for Everton and now we want to take that forward. Thursday night saw the royal premiere of the long-awaited sequel to Top Gun. The cleverly titled Top Gun Maverick is finally cleared for takeoff. Tom Cruise has been everywhere to promote it, flying his own helicopter into New York and popping up at the Cannes Film Festival with a jet fighter flyover. Oh, and he also got a surprise honorary palm door. He spoke to Sky News about just how long he's been working on the sequel. Taking on the sequel to Top Gun was a daunting task. Fans all over the world, more than any other film, for decades have been saying, please do another one. The the foundation of the story that we have in this film originated back in 1986. The death has been announced of the legendary film composer Vangelis. The Greek Prime Minister tweeted on Thursday evening that Vangelis Papathanasio is no longer among us. He was the composer of the theme to Chariots of Fire, whose distinctive piano helped to win him an Oscar for Best Original Soundtrack in 1981. He also composed the soundtrack to many movies and TV shows, including Blade Runner and the Palm Door winning Greek movie Missing. He was 79 years old and always passionate about his music, seeing it as much more than just entertainment. Rest in peace, Evangelos. What we need today more than anything else is to invest in beauty, because beauty is harmony which comes from chaos. But we invest in chaos. And why we invest in chaos? Because chaos is more, much more profitable than peace. This 
has been The Smart 7. Wherever you're listening, do us a favour and hit the follow button. We'll be back tomorrow at 7am. Have a great day. Written, produced and published by Daft.